0: This version is good. Oh, it's sweet. It a carefully determine what pleases the Lord. My normal version of New Americans, and I use the expression trying to learn. That's also good. That I keep on learning what pleases the Lord. And that's one thing people must understand. As believers, we are disciples. We are supposed to continue to learn. New Living Translation puts it like this. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. That is, once you have determined that this does not please the Lord, please stop getting engaged in it. He said, Instead, expose them. He said, It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. That is, you that Christ has shone upon, you now know what is right, and you will not do the things that are done in secret by other people. Please, Before we leave that segment, I need to emphasize what he said. Carefully determine or always try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. You know, there are a number of people who call me once, once in a while, or maybe after Bible study, they ask me questions. That's what the Bible talks about. If I remember, like, it started to come the other day. You know, they ask me things like a salah period. Should I eat meat? If a Muslim gives it to me. Now, let me tell you something. That is a good attitude. I, I'll be getting my point. Is that attitude I'm talking about? Why? They want to know is it pleasing to the Lord? Or in my office, Something happened the other day, but this is a real one now, okay? They come, a brother t- t- told us this. They'll come to you and say, in hey, my office, something happened the other day. There was a man, we we're doing business, it, it, I work for a government agency. He did a contract, he did a, we didn't take bribe from him, but when it was done, he brought this amount of money, and then we shared it. Is he okay if I take from it? I'm not answering any of these questions now, you know why. <laughs> if <It> you <will> take, <laughs> I mean, these are all topics in themselves. But I'm going to give you the attitude of believers, and we sat at this was my convention. And I, I remember I asked this question, I asked another question. I said, no, if it's like this, sir, you can't take the money because, you see, you are going to have a conflict of interest. And we're discussing. Are you getting my point? What are we trying to do? Let's find out what pleases the Lord. Not what pleases my pocket. Not what pleases my society. Where I come from, there's nothing wrong with it. My friends like it like that. As long as I'm not hurting anybody. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about you know the, the, the fellow they live abroad. all right? We were talking about this um, homosexuality and all of that. He said, no, what they are doing does not hurt anybody. Are you getting my point? That was not the argument. The person in question doesn't believe in it. So I said to her, I said, oh, so you are going to raise your children under the influence of what they are doing is not hurting anybody. Then your son comes home tomorrow, he will remind you that what I am doing is not hurting you. It's not whether they are hurting anybody or not. It is what I am doing. Is it pleasing the Lord? It's not whether I'm hurting anybody. I'm talking about discipleship. Disciples are concerned about this thing I'm doing. That's what I mean. When we ask, when people come to me once they want to ask questions, or you gather with your friends, listen. You know, this happened between me and my wife. This is how I responded. Do you think the Lord is happy with that? It is not about uh, I-, I felt good. I know. You know me, I don't take rubbish. They know me now from time I was in school. People know that. This guy knows they take nonsense. I didn't take it then. My wife thinks I'll take it now. Nonsense. No, no, no. That's not Christianity. Christianity, this is how I reacted. This is how I responded. My brother and my sister, do you think that is pleasing to the Lord? Somebody will not take a scripture and say, well, no, this is not. This one is. We're trying to balance this and this. What are we trying to do? We are trying to determine that these things we are doing are pleasing to the Lord. That's what Christianity is about. And that is why, I told you, the laws are innumerable. There are so many laws. You can't write laws. You can't. For Christians, you can't. What you can do is to teach them precepts. Teach them principles. They have the Spirit of God in them. That Spirit of God has in them, starts bringing up things to them. They know. don't do this. There are times a man will start telling you, I am uncomfortable, I am uncomfortable about something I am doing. He doesn't know why. It's the Holy Spirit prompting him. But the Holy Spirit is not telling him anything. So he comes to church and say, Pastor, look. This has been going on for some time. What do you think? And I said, ah, this is what the scripture says. Oh. That's what Christianity is about. Doing things that are pleasing to the Lord. David Paul told a story. He we was talking about repentance, okay? He said there was a young lady once that he was counseling with. She gave her life to Christ. Every time she would come back, that things are not worked. She, she can't understand that her spirit is just not set She knows something is wrong. She feels like she's not really born again. So he said, as he was talking to her, he kept on praying. Lord, give me a word for this girl. Then finally just asked her a simple question. The guy you are living with, are you married? <laughs> it was, that's what they call a word of knowledge, for those who don't know. He didn't know her from Adam. He didn't know her. I he just used to see her in church. And she came for counseling. Just ask her simply. The guy you are living with, are you married? And he said, the guy said, no, no, their marriage is just paper. It doesn't matter. Do you see what I said? That just paper. It does not matter. I'll tell you. The Lord is. The, I'm adding my own now. The Lord does not like it like that. And that is why your spirit hasn't settled all this while. Tell him, you have no business living with him if you are not married. He said, but he doesn't want to marry. And then you nicely find a way. And the man said, I wish I could tell you that she did what I said. Let's leave the story there anyway. Let's not go further. <laughs> are you getting my point here? These are the the guiding rules for believers. These are the guiding rules. What I'm doing, is it pleasing to the Lord? Let's continue reading. Watch my time. Which verse am I in? 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Fools are those who do all of these things that we're talking about. Make the most, it says in verse 16, of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what God wants you to do. Let's read verse 17 in common, lang- common scriptural language. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. He said, do not be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. I told you before, every time God will always tell you, do this. When he's telling you don't do the other one. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Which means be drunk to excess with the Holy Spirit. And this is the manifestation and how you also how you come about it. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And, make, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is repeating himself, and I notice if you look at this reading, he says the same thing again and again. Earlier on, he says, don't let foolish talk be in your mouth. Don't talk anyhow. Instead, let there be what? Giving of thanks. He's now back to it again. And he's telling us, this is how you handle it. Don't act thoughtlessly. Understand what the will of God is. The will of God is something you can understand. Bear that in mind. The will of... Can I just take a... No, it's not really a digression. We are talking here. All right? That's why I'm going to stop verse 15. and Stop reading Ephesians chapter 5. We'll now go to Colossians chapter 3. Now, what I just want to bring out here is this. Let me just point out a thing or two. When it says, Don't live foolishly. Don't be unwise. Understand what the will of God is. Let me just quickly drop it. Many times people look at the will of God. Does God want me to go upstairs or He wants me to go downstairs? I will now pray and say, in my spirit, I hear upstairs. Is that what the will of God means? No. God often tells, of course, he oftentimes tells us, go this way or don't go that way. But that's not just what the will of God is. The will of God is something you understand. That's what I want to emphasize. It's something you understand. Why you should go up and why you should go downstairs may not be understandable. Are you getting my point? All right. But the will of God is something you understand. So when it says, make the use of every opportunity, let me add my own um, modern expression. Take advantage of every device, every meeting. You have a smartphone, use it, you get my point, to understand the will of God. What is the will of God? It's just the precepts, the principles of God by which he expects us to walk. It's not just that, because let me tell you something about the will of God. It's something I can teach you. It's something you can teach me. It's something you can teach your neighbor. It's something you can teach your friend. Definitely it's something you can teach your children. It's something you can teach those who are under you. The will of God. But that does not make, mean you are making specific decisions for them. The will of God is the way God reasons. Are you getting my point? It's the, reason, the way God, he said, look, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know what the will of God is. It is the mind is how you, continue, you decode the things that you see. So when I say knowing the will of God, people, they want to learn to pray until their spirit talks. Listen, those are not things you learn. What you learn is, does God like A or B? You find that A with God is iniquity. B with God is righteousness. You have coded that one. Does God like C or D? C is a precept that is in accordance with his principle of love. D is selfishness. You have coded that one. Then one day you get into a situation, you find a mixture of A, B, C, D, E, F, all of them mixed together. And you start dissecting, dissecting, using the understanding you have of what God loves and what he does not. Then when you are done, you now say, having put all the things together, this is the best decision to make. And God says, that is true. That is what my will is under such circumstances. Are you getting my point here? We're not looking at it now in detail. There's this particular series I taught recently. I think we should get it out here maybe by next week or so. Understanding the will of God. Try and get a copy of it. About um, eight messages. I talked on this issue of understanding the will of God. You will find out that they wrote to Paul at a particular point in time, concerning marriage, you know, um, stuff like that. He, he will say, concerning this, the Lord said, I should tell you this. Concerning this, the Lord did not say anything. But I have the Spirit of God. And he gives them instructions that we, we now call scripture. Why? Because God did not say anything to him. You know why? Because he knew that Paul knew what to say. So when Paul went to pray, God didn't answer. Oh, this is in effect, Paul, you know what to say. That you know me enough to answer that one. But for this one, I'll give you an answer because I know you don't understand that part yet. So the will of God is not what, it is why. The will of God is not what; is how. Are you, are you getting my point? Let me give an example. A woman comes to me and says, Sir, these boys won't let me rest. There are five of them. They say they want to marry me. It will happen to, I mean, it's happened to some of you. It's happening to some of you right now. It will happen to some of you later. In the space of one month, five people will be pursuing only you. Now, I want to give a simple example of. You say which one is the will of God? It's simple. First, this guy, which one does he go to? He doesn't believe in church much. <laughs> 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 I said, why are we even here talking? Remember that our brother that came the other day. <laughs> He came was saying that there's this girl, but I'm finished talking. Said so the problem I have with her is this, 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 and that. So I was sitting down here, so I looked at him. I said, "Boy, why are we talking about this?" I said, "This girl, I don't even think she's born again. From what you have told me, you know, some sometimes it's as if a man is playing, you know, like a Russian roulette. You carry a gun, has six chambers, bullets inside it. You remove five. There's only one left. You roll it, roll it, and do like this, and start pushing. Which means that every time you pull the trigger, there's a one in five chance you will die. One in six chance you will die. Why do you marry like that? You marry a woman that's a one in, f- one in two chance she's going to kill you. What is it? Now, breasts never see before. <laughs> These men, they they crazy. So. Ah. You, see, you know why they didn't laugh? They are guilty. You, the way you are turning your head up and down When I thought that the guy look at her, I go outside. You can't marry her. Beauty is vain. The Lord is good. You can't marry woman because she's fine. You know, Grace. Some people be marrying woman because she looks like uh, what's name of this this mad girl. Kim Kardashian. People who are going to direct hellfire. guys are very funny. I told that boy that day. I said, wait, why are we even discussing? Why are we discussing? That is, I don't get it. This is not supposed to be a topic of discussion. With your own mouth, you have told me. So I of the five guys, you know, I've written two off already. I said two. Are you the one preaching? <laughs> I made up my mind It's two now. <laughs> Uh, look, let me tell you why I wrote to why I said to I, I wasn't a mystic. First, you have It's not, not a believer at all. Then I told the story of one guy who came with one girl that was like that. So that's the second one I'm writing off. <laughs> now we're looking at all of these things. Then you should, maybe me and you have been talking for some time. You say you you're feeling the call of God to ministry and all of that, and that the Lord, you know, you want to preach the God, word of God in Rwanda. You want to preach the word of God in in in, in Lusaka. You want to preach that's Angola. You want to preach the word of God in um i mean in Nabakiliki and go, In fact, one brother called me today. I said, How is I mentioned his uh, place. He said, That's not where I am right now, sir. I'm in Susuzan, I'm so so and so place. I said, Where is that? Is it in Nigeria? He said, Yes, at River State. I, I said, Okay, okay, okay. Save journey home. <laughs> what are you doing there? The last program we did, we were planning something. Are you getting my point? So we have this base. We have a base there. There are about 150 young people that came today. Now you're having such plans. Such people are motivating you. You're not married, you get away. This light in Nigeria is not constant. You see her nails always shining. I it's seven people that did the braids. Took them two days. And <laughs> uh, you think you are going to be a successful preacher? <laughs> <coughs> you can't preach. Why are you fooling yourself? <laughs> you will never be able to preach. Seven people. <laughs> now say, okay the girl, will, you know, they will call you one day praise. As I was praying, the Lord said we should move to America. He said, no, God didn't say to you. He said, are you saying I don't know when God is talking to me? And you'll be praying that morning. Hallelujah, Father God, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Just says the Lord, America, my children, that's how you go. <laughs> it is not her, it is you. You saw girls that have gone to the jungle before you didn't marry them. One want to marry an American chick. Listen, there are things that you don't need, you don't need prayer. This girl has said that all her children must be born in America. Meanwhile, you want to do ministry. Why are you begging for trouble? I don't know for people, though. They say, God is speaking. God is not speaking. You are stupid. There are basic things that a man used to look at. Say, this man and this girl. Go and listen to my series, How to Find True Love. You, you should know those who are running the same direction. You should know now. ah. Who's in both needs a partner to run 100 uh, Four by 100. He goes to collect Heli gilbert What? Look, Gilbert-Selassie is not a bad guy, but he runs 42 kilometers, and people like that are not in a hurry. <laughs> 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 they run their own run. That is, they, they are not in a hurry. This one is. Where, where are you running to? And if you see them, the muscles are different. Those guys that run 100 meters, you see, they are they they they're thick. If you know any physiology, they don't use oxygen much for their muscles in the, because it's just a few seconds, nine, 10 seconds. The muscles are running so fast they blast. You know, they're not going to physiology. But those guys that run 42 kilometers, they're like antelope. Isn't <laughs> 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 On the road, they collect water and drink. That water is not narrow water. Glucose day. Guys who are doing 100 meters, like, like, so you want to do hundred meters ministry. 42 uh, for the two kilometers ministry. You look for a girl where they wear hundred kilometer dress, hundred meters dress, hundred meters dreams. Is she a bad person? No. No, no, no. She's just not your wife. So all the prayer you see, this is how God answers prayers. So. All the prayer you've been praying, you've seen it now. <laughs> the Lord is good. And so one, one sister, was one day, this is one brother, once he says in ministry. Say, where are your books? Say, I don't read books. What did he say that time of? That all my books are in my heart. The get- I'll see you later. <laughs> I am going. I am going. You know. These are all of us, we fail together. Fail by yourself. <laughs> the men I know, they told me that for a preacher, you must be an ardent reader. Ah, I come your house and look, look, look. You want to show me plasma TV? You are supposed to be a preacher. Thank God for plasma TV. I like your AC, the latest model. Where is the book you are reading? Pastor? I said, no. <laughs> I'm inspired. <laughs> I don't need all these kind of things like books. And the sister carry her bag. It was nice. That ah, a very nice house you have. God bless you. I see you another time. <laughs> Feel by yourself. I'm not joining you. <laughs> <coughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> Listen, what I'm going to say here. There's not a call, the will of God. It's something we can understand. It's something we can learn. There are basic things. This is why I like to explain it. In there to replace Judas. Judas, he fell out, he committed suicide. Out of 12 that Jesus specifically chose, one was missing. And Peter rose up and said, his place let another take. So what do we do? Let's replace him. How do we choose the person? If it's mo- many of us modern day Pentecostals, we say, let us pray. Hey, hey, shododa. Shh, everybody quiet. What's the Lord saying to your heart? The Lord says, Tychikos. You uncle? He says, "Akipos." You uncle? He says, says Matthias. He says, Peter, Bajonat the second. Say no, let's pray some more. Hey, Who took my Honda? I packed it outside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You pray, 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 pray. pray. After a while, he said, what's the Lord saying? They will pray for six weeks on confusion." (laughs) Peter didn't say that. Peter said, his place let another take. Now, the person who will replace him, one must have been with us from the beginning. He must have witnessed everything he said and did. He must have been a witness of the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection. Such a person will be a witness of his life. Now, of all of us that are here, how many people filled those criteria? One guy gets up say, I feed. But you, were you there at the baptism? No, you are not joined John, John that time. We are sorry. You missed it by just two days. You are out. They checked. You, you traveled the week before the crucifixion. We are sorry you cannot be there. You, the morning of resurrection when we were seeing him, that was the day your mother was sick and you went to take care of her. We are sorry. Nothing. We are not angry. But you are supposed to be an eyewitness of everything. When they finished, they had only two people. What are their names? Matthias and the Lord is good. Open your Bible. They know the quarrel for a river. <laughs> Whether soup, they foam or you know the foam. Alright, chapter one, verse twenty three. So they nominated two men. Okay, but please let me just let me just read because we're opening the Bible, let's just read this portion from the scriptures, alright? Because of what i have been saying, let's just take it from verse twenty one. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas among the men. Now, listen to this. These are the criteria. Among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, that is the day of resurrection and um, ascension to heaven, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Did you see that? He said, Whoever we choose must become with us a witness of his res- resurrection. So they nominated two men. That is, they went through everybody. One, Joseph, called eh, Basabas, also known as Justus. And the second person, Matthias. Now, listen to this verse 24. Then they now prayed and said, O Lord, you know every heart show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry. Then, verse 26, they cast lots and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. Did you see the way it was? I am not saying you always have the wisdom. But I am saying, before you start saying, God, show me which one. Use the wisdom you have already. Spiritual wisdom, not village wisdom. My father said, my husband must have two cars. That's not what I mean. I mean spiritual wisdom. Go and listen to my series, my message, How to Find True Love. That sister I was talking about earlier, assuming that there are five guys, we have ruled out three from just common sense, common spiritual reasoning. This guy is not a believer. Forget him. This one is not serious. He's only come to church because of you. Forget him. Why are we even talking about him? Or oh, Let's turn to the other side now. Why are we talking about her? Is it because she's fine? You never say fine girl before? The Bible says, this is spiritual reasoning. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is what? Zero, zero, zero. It's vain. Beauty is vain. Say, so, ah, uh, you know, there's something I just like about women. When their hips are like this, slap the guy on side. See, no, really. You should, you should tell Christians the truth. You know, when you are growing old, it's good. You'll be able to counsel young people. You go drag them by shirt like this, so you are very stupid. <laughs> 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 you know, when you are young, you can't do that. But when you're not one level in life, you guys say good morning, sir. He said, No, I, I like her. Why? Because you see, when I see women who are like this, <laughs> you are getting my point. He said, Listen, the Bible says beauty is vain. We use all of that to rule things out. He said, But I, I like him, you know, he can take care of me. He can take good care of me. Why? He has built a duplex in Independence Layout. And then he has two cars. He Once I marry him, this car will be my own. Say, why are we talking about this? Have you never never read that he said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses? Common sense. This is what we call spiritual common sense. We put these things together, we rule out this guy, until now remains only two. People, as a Christian, you cannot ask God for a sign. Listen, I am one person that believes that if the heart is clean, and the wisdom has been exhausted. You can ask God for signs. Those who can't ask God for signs are those that their hearts are not clean, and they have not yet exhausted the wisdom that is available to everybody. There's a way you can mock God. You make a fool of him. You come to, maybe come to uh, Apostle Okemute. He finishes, okay, there are five of them. Number one, he tells you, it is clear, this guy is not a believer. You are quarrelling with him on who is that girl, who is not that girl. You get to his house, he locks the door, you knock, 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 he doesn't open the door because there's one trumpet inside. And you are still coming to me to pray whether well, God wants him to marry him, you to marry him. You know what I will tell you? Yes. I will do you what God did to Balaam. The Lord is good. Let me tell you the truth. That is how this is simple spiritual uh, spiritual reasoning. Can you give God a sign? Of course you can give him a sign. You can ask him for a sign. What did you say? If you have fulfilled every other wise criterion that he gave everybody. You can't ask for a sign. The reason why you can't ask for a sign is when we have finished all of these things, you now go to pray say, God, which one do you want me to marry? And you still include all these people that we have said clearly, using the scriptures that they cannot be of God. You still put it there. Then you will now do all your signs. You will now marry Ahab. People, People will now be using you to preach later. That you see, asking God for signs doesn't work. Asking God for signs works if used properly. Are you getting my point here? You you don't use signs until you have exhausted spiritual intelligence. You don't request for signs until each one you place before God, he can see clearly from your clean heart that there is not any spiritual intelligence left with you. You have seen. Let's talk about women now because they are the ones that um, I mean, talking about a guy asking questions. You are in fellowship. You have seen all of this. You, re- you have seen it and listen. This girl and this girl, all of you are in the choir, you've checked everything. There's no one is no better than the other. As an example, or let's even leave that. It's just one person, one man. Especially only you, You're a woman. Everything you know has been fulfilled. He's a good Christian. He loves the Lord. All things have passed away in his life. Are you getting my point? Yes, he's not rich yet. That's not a big deal. You've seen from the scripture. It doesn't matter. Either this way or that way. And I say, Is he the one, Lord? Please give me a sign. He will give you a sign. But if the guy breaks all spiritual rules, he's an unbeliever. He smokes in secret. You've caught him two times. He's just coming to church because of you. When you are not in time, he doesn't go to church. And I say, God, give me a sign. And so God will deliver you. Say, Lord, sign. So what did you say? Mm. You said anything? Mm. Did you say nothing? Mm. Say it again. Mm. Say, the Lord is not talking to me. Your pastor will open for Ezekiel chapter 14. Say, the idols in your heart is not letting you hear what he's saying. He said, God, you must talk. Otherwise, I, I, I will not take any action. Because, okay, marry him. It's called the Balaamic answer. It's the answer of Balaam. That as you are going to marry him, an angel will now wait on the road. Say, I'm going to kill you today. He said, Why? But the Lord said, I should go. <laughs> hey, he said, Cross here. That <laughs> is not your donkey that will talk, it's your car. Your engine, will, <laughs> your bonnet will open. Let us go back home. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Hey, brethren. He said, This guy. what's this rubbish car? He said, All these days I have carried thee. <laughs> have I ever knocked engine under you before? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Why? That happens when people refuse spiritual intelligence. They are looking for signs. But if that spiritual intelligence is intact, we have obeyed it, God says we have obeyed it. But now we have to make a choice. Do we go forward or go backwards? We don't know which one to do. Just like they put forth Joseph, Joseph and Matthias or Justus, the other name for Judge Joseph. They now put a sign. Ordinarily listen to this. Ordinary tossing of the coin at that point becomes the answer from God. People say, no, God will speak to you in your spirit. He has spoken everything your spirit is going to say that you can hear. It remains only two people. One is called Justus. The other one is called Matthias. Which of the two? The Bible says, then they cast lots and Matthias was selected. I've heard people say that it's because the Holy Spirit has not yet come. It's not true. It's not true. It is simply because this is the order of life. This is the order of life. You follow the word of God. They followed it to the letter. Then there was no way forward. The Holy Spirit is not because the Bible, look, lots, God speaks through lots. The Bible says so. There are people who don't know when to use it. That's what the problem is. You can't want to choose whether you should marry this girl or not. And you know she's an unbeliever. Now, just saying now if you go eight, they worry your soul. And you are casting lots. The Lord will lie to you. Yeah, it will lie to you. The Lord is good. Let, let, let's just um, continue. So that's the point I'm trying to make. So you find out that, listen, we, the will of God is something we can understand. I just wanted to drop that one, and then we'll go on. Please, let's read this one. Verse 20. Yes, okay. So if you read from verse 18 to verse 20, it said, Don't be drunk with wine, but be drunk with the Spirit. That's what I was trying to say. How do you get drunk with the Spirit? It is simply by feeding on the wine. So, until you overflow with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and music is bubbling in your heart to the Lord. That is a sign that you are being filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit is not just about you are speaking in tongues. That's not the only thing. Filled with the Spirit is an everyday experience. Which re- How do you know a man who is drunk on wine? How do you know? Staggers. He staggers. He talks anyhow. He says things that you don't think he should say. In the same manner, somebody who is drunk with the Spirit, is also staggers... You know what I mean? In that particular way. And says things that normal people don't say. There's a particular message I had those days. I don't know whether we still have in our collection by Bishop David Udequo. Called it uh, intoxication of the word. Powerful message. I think I'll look for it in my house. Powerful. That if you want to get intoxicated, this is what you do. You stay on wine. They don't give you a bottle of beer and you get drunk. Unless you never drink before. Mm -hmm. Are you getting my point? If you want to know how people get drunk, go downstairs at night. In that place, you know what I'm talking about. Just at the end of this building, the other side. Just sit down there and watch. It is one bottle after another. Another bottle, then another bottle. Then when the guy has gone through a number of bottles and he gets up, then he has to hold the table to write himself. Then you know, yes, he has hit the spot. One one of my staff called me at night around 10 o'clock. Old man. He said, I, I saw his name. The phone rang. I saw his name. I was surprised around 10. Why is this man calling me? Hello? Is there daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was shocked. He began to say this and say that, ah, and I said, okay, okay, okay good night, good night. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. He said tomorrow. Tomorrow again. <laughs> so I hung the phone. Next day I went to work. There's one lady that work in the office. I said, see, waiting for yesterday. Ah. He said, I said they call person for night <laughs> And he hasn't come before her. He said every night he will go out, he will drink his life out. Then I get home and carry his phone. And that day, think hit my number. That's why you know people are drunk. If you are not laughing in the midst of dark, uh, sadness, you are not drunk yet. Are you getting my point? Bishop Bedebo said that, listen, when you want to get drunk, you tarry at the bottle. You don't glance at the bottle and you get drunk. They are preaching over there and you will get drunk. No, you have to stay where the word is coming forth. Like um, the, that person that I said called me just now. He told me that Kenekoplan said that if a message blesses you, you must listen to it at least 20 times before you can get what is inside it. I heard that one today. Even though I practiced it for a long time, I told you, Bishop David, you preach the gospel of abundance. I listened to it more than a hundred times before I lost the tape. Pastor, what you preach, inheritance inside a new man. I can almost preach the message with him. I've listened to that thing an uncountable number of times. He said, I mean, Pastor Max told me that today, that Kenneth Copeland said, okay, what happened? He was thanking me for the message, the rod of God. He said that message has flown with him more than any other message. Anytime he wants to enter a flight, he plugs it in and is listening. He said, Kenecoplan said, if any message blesses you, listen to it at least 20 times. he said those days, that does how to get drunk. It's when you sit down with wine. You tarry at the table. You don't admire the Bible and say, nice Bible, and you'll get drunk. It doesn't work like that. No matter how many bottles of star you admire, you won't get drunk. It's when you open it and imbibe it. And you imbibe the next one. And Paul said, when you have done that, they will tell you, economy enter into recession, and you start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> then people know you are drunk. Yes, the other day I was in my office. They said that dollar is not $400. I said, it doesn't worry me one bit. The man said, ah, you've bought a lot of Forex. I said, yes, I have. He said, hey, oh, guy, I suspect you. I said, do no need for suspicion. It is confirmed. Plenty of Forex. I said, how much? I said, I don't even know how much. He said, the only thing I just want you to know is not called Forex. It's called Spirex. It's not foreign exchange, earthly foreign it is heavenly foreign exchange. It's called spiritual exchange. That's why I call it spirits. Where is it? It's in the Bible. It's the word of God. In the midst of dryness, I will still bear fruit. So it's the scriptures. That's what that is, <clears throat> when you hear negative news and you are still rejoicing, that is when you are you are you are drunk. You are drunk. That's what we call being filled with the spirit, of course. You start singing the psalms and hymns. And spiritual songs. And you start making music in your heart to the Lord. And thanksgiving comes from your mouth every time. These are the habits of Christians. Remember, it is don't do this, but do this. What am I going to say? Don't fill your time with watching matches because the days are evil. Don't fill your time with chatting on Facebook with those who only criticize the government. The days are evil. Don't fill your time with chatting on nonsense. The Bible says the days are evil. You use your time to feed on the wine of the word of God. Then you get drunk or filled with the spirit, and then words start coming out of your mouth, and those words are powerful words. Now, because of that, let's just leave that quickly. Let's. Oh gosh, this also happened last time. Colossians chapter three. I just want to open to it and read the first few lines. Then we'll continue from that point. Colossians chapter three, from verse one um, down to verse seventeen, actually summarizes everything we have read in the, from in Ephesians chapter four, from verse seventeen into the whole of chapter 5, uh, into that chapter 5 verse 20, the way we just stopped, okay? So, we are just going to read this next time, so that we will read our portion of Colossians, and then from there, we'll now go on to talking about uh, what Paul said about relationships, and then prayer. So, we'll read these Colossians, just to summarize what we have read in the book of Ephesians, all right? Let's leave it there. If you are blessed, to give me an amen. amen. I said, if you are blessed, to give me an amen. amen. All right, the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. Let's rise to our feet. We are closing now. If you are a student of God's word, give me another amen. Amen. If you are being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing the knowledge of God, give me an amen. Amen. All right, let's give it up. Just raise your hand and say, Lord, I thank you for freedom. Thank you. Jesus said that, and Paul said that you are in the light. Light has come to you. You are no longer in darkness. Say you are in the light. Light has come to you. It has shown you what is evil. Determine once again, like we did last time. Say, I separate my life from darkness. I separate my life from darkness. I separate my life from darkness. I walk in the will of God. I walk in the will of God. I do not fulfill the desires of the flesh. But I walk in the will of God. Declare it, I do not fulfill the desires of the flesh, but I walk in the will of God. Say, in the name of Jesus, I have the grace to do it. Not by my strength, but by the Spirit of God in me. I have grace. I have grace. I have grace. Grace makes me able. I have grace. Grace makes me able. I have it. I walk above sin. I am not a slave to sin. There is no sinful thing, no evil thing, no such things, like Paul said, of evil character. None of them, they cannot have a hold on me. These things do not have a hold of me, on me. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has set me free. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. Just see after say after me saying the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I have been set free. I have been set free. By the power of Christ. Power of Christ. And, I'm free indeed. and I am free indeed. Say light. Lights. Say light. The light. The light of God has shone upon me. Has shown upon me. The, light of God the light of God is shining in my heart. Is shining I have arisen arisen, arisen, out of darkness. darkness. I have arisen arisen, arisen, out of sin. I have arisen arisen, arisen, out of condemnation. condemnation. Now I am free. free. Say it, now I am free. Free to serve God. Free to to experience His blessings. Free to 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 express Christ. Free to to manifest His goodness. Free Free to display His character. Say, I am free. I am not in bondage, I am not, in bondage to Satan, not to Satan, I am, not in, bondage, I am not, in bondage, not in bondage, not to sin, not to, sin, not to, sin, not to this world. Not to this I, world. Am not bondage, I am not in bondage, but I, am free. but I am free. I have passed out of death, I have passed into life. I am seated above, I am seated above in, Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. Let's just give the Lord thanks again, just a Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Quickly, I just want to pray. Just if you wish for me to pray for you concerning hell, just put your hands on your body, any part of it. If no, you don't have any way specifically, just put your hand across your body like this. Alright? Now, specifically, if your stomach is hurting, you put your hand on it. I want to pray. How do we pray? We just lift up the rod of God. We just lift up the rod of God over our lives. That's what we do. We just lift up God's rod. Now, this is the rod of God which guarantees you healing. Himself took our infirmities and our diseases. And by His stripes we have been healed. Amen. He nailed every handwriting written against us to His cross. By His stripes we have been healed. Amen. I declare you healed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I speak to that ailment. Henceforth, from now, nobody will eat of your fruit again. You know why Jesus said that to the fig tree? It died from the roots. Therefore, that sickness is dead from the roots. Amen. Henceforth, you will not eat the fruit of that illness Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. What is the fruit of illness? You don't sleep well, you miss work, you can't read, you can't go about your business. What's the fruit of sickness? Your money is buying expensive drugs. It's paying for consultation. Once again I just repeat it for emphasis. You will not eat that fruit again in Jesus' name. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed.